Well, it is almost Christmas. Nance and I are looking forward to seeing you live on um, Friday at seven o'clock California time. And I wanna to talk to you for a few moments right now about this beautiful image that you have looked uh, at of the heavens opening up and over again uh, in, in the nativity stories as we're moving towards the incarnation and Christmas and thinking about life with God, this notion of God or through a vision or through a dream or through a, an angel, the reality of heaven, of the spiritual, the heavens opening up comes to us. I want to start with these words from Thornton Wilder, Our, Our Town. Now, there are some things we all know, but we don't take them out and look at them very often. We all know that something is eternal. And it ain't houses, it ain't names, it ain't earth, it ain't even the stars. Everybody knows in their bones that something is eternal and that something has to do with human beings. All the greatest people ever lived have been telling us that for 5,000 years. And yet you'd be surprised how often people are always losing hold of it. We all know something in our bones that something is eternal and that something has to do with human beings. And that something is that God wants to be with us, that eternity is already in session. So this notion of the heavens opening up goes way back in the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter one, verse one, Ezekiel says, in my 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, when I was with the exiles at the Kibar River, the heavens opened up and I saw a vision of God. Now, the idea of the heavens opening up is not something that takes place in the sky. This is a um, spectacular time of day and beauty is all around me right at the moment. And the idea of the heavens opening up is not a physical thing. Um, it's built on this notion that the spiritual is real. We have a hard time coming to grips with that, but that the spiritual is real. And the heavens opening up is a way of talking about somebody actually being able to have the experience to perceive the reality of the spiritual, to come to know it, to become aware of it. In the Old Testament, there's a scene where battle's on, things look real bad for Israel, and Elijah prays that his servant would have his eyes open and he sees chariots of fire all around the hillside. And the idea is not that the armaments of heaven or God are chariots of some fiery substance. It is that he was given the ability to see that the spiritual is real and that above all, God is real. Now, when Jesus comes, uh, it is so that the heavens could be opened up so that that reality, the spiritual reality, the reality of love, God above all and God's power and God's goodness, something eternal that we know in our bones, could become real to us in the person of Jesus. And when Jesus himself was baptized in all of the gospels, it says the heavens are opened up and the spirit descends on Jesus so that the reality of his father and the existence of the spiritual realm was made directly available, present, perceptible to Jesus. And Dallas Willard puts it like this, the heavens opened up, opened up to him and the Bible never says that they closed. 
They just remained open to him. And then Jesus came, became flesh, so that the heavens could be open to you, could be open to me. We could become aware, could know in our bones that God is with us. So in the book of Revelation, one of the things Jesus says to one of the churches is, see, I have set before you an open door, that image of opening up into the reality of the spiritual that comes now in opportunities to do good, to be used by God for other people. And uh, my old Greek teacher, Jerry Hawthorne, used to talk about that. So a little Greek lesson briefly, when, when John uses that image in Revelation, when Jesus says, I've set before you an open door. There are a number of tenses that can refer to what happened in the past in the Greek language of the New Testament. Um, one of them is called the aorist tense, and you could picture a dot. That's a punctiliar action. Happens once, and then it's done. I ate, I slept, something like that. Or uh, it could be something that is expressed in the imperfect tense. Then it would be spelled differently. And the idea that you might picture with the imperfect tense is uh, action that is taking place in the past, but it's continual. I was working all day long. Or yet another possibility is what's called the perfect tense. And the idea there is action that did take place in the past, but its impact was such that it is still affecting me in the present moment. That's the perfect tense. So, for example, when it comes to dating, when I dated girls, it was always aorist. It was punctiliar. One time, that was it. I dated somebody. It was pretty much one, one event. My sister, on the other hand, was dating. She always had a boyfriend. Um, she was always dating back in the past. My sister's dating history was imperfect, profoundly. I knew them. Imperfect. Or then for that other tense, uh, at one point I was dating Nancy, and that has continued now for 40 years. I am dating her still. That's perfect. That dating was perfect. Now, when Jesus says in Revelation, see, I've set before you and open the door. It's in the passive voice. The door didn't open itself. Someone opened it, and that was God. And uh, it's in the perfect tense. It remains open. Jesus now has made possible a life where the door to heaven, the opening of the heavens, the ability to do life together with God in this moment, in this task, seeing the reality that he is here with us, is now possible for human beings. And one of the deepest ways in which it's true, and what I would invite you to do is we're getting ready now for Christmas, is to see the presence of God, uh, the, the heavens opening in particular, when you look at people who bear the image of God. And to think as I look at each one of them, now the heavens are opened up, Jesus would often talk about how his presence comes uniquely in the presence of other people because they are image bearers. Wherever two or three of you are gathered together, there I am, he would say. Whatever you do for the least of these, he would say, you have done for me. He is, the door to heaven is open, particularly when I see other people. And I was thinking how often, uh, I, I was speaking at a church recently and I was aware afterwards when talking with people, it's so easy for me to think, oh, this person's bright or this person is important or this person is educated or this person seems kind of needy. 
And God never does that. God is present always, everywhere. There are two senses in which we could think about God being present. He is present in the beauty of creation in his world. He is present automatically, we might say, because he is omnipresent. There is no place where God is not. He's always present. However, sometimes um, his presence is manifest to us. We are aware of it. We become um, experiencing it and we can interact with it. Nancy and I were talking just this week, a day or two ago, yeah, our, our family's around, and one of our children has this superpower. When she was a little kid, she could do this. We could be in the other end of the house, but if we lowered our voice because we were talking about her, somehow she would detect it and immediately hone into what we were saying. And so we did this the other day. She was in a different room. We we're going to talk about her, so we lowered our voices. Nothing negative, just talk about it. And all of a sudden, she said, I'm right here, you know, I can hear you guys. So we knew that her presence uh, physically was in the house, but now we experienced her manifold presence. She was there. We could talk. We could interact. That's the manifold presence of God. Jesus is the manifold presence of God. You are not alone. Right here, right now, the heavens are open. I have set before you an open door. And that's true every moment, every scene of beauty, every task that you're able to do that could uh, help somebody else out. We are never done with that. We are never done trying to bring good to other people, but especially the heavens open up when we look at people. That was true for Jesus. And he said it would be true for us. So when you look at people, each moment of the day, but especially as you look at people, as we move towards the celebration of the incarnation, the word becoming flesh, Jesus being with us, think of that each time I see another person. You are not alone. The heavens have opened. They have not shown. Hey, thanks for joining us. To receive a text alert when new episodes are released, you can text the word BECOME to the number 855-888-0444. You can also send prayer requests there, and we would love to pray for you. To receive the emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me slash subscribe. Special thanks to Matthew Custer for the art and design for this series. See you next time.